and you're live on Dead Radio. <laughs> okay, there, it's about to start. It's about to start. Hi, how awesome. are you? I'm good and you. I'm good and you. I'm good, thank you. So let me just introduce the show. Welcome everybody to Dead Radio once again. And once again, I've got another special guest. Um who introduce herself, you know. Uh, I actually, I don't like introducing people because I don't want to um, introduce them the incorrect way, you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd, I'd just like that you get right into it. Um, what's your name and what do you do? That's very kind of you. Thanks for having me. It's very unexpected, but um, I'm hugely flattered. <laughs> hugely flattered. Um, so my name's Jana Haman. I... Do many things, um, but uh, the you I guess the thing do. that I'm, <laughs> I guess the thing that I'm most, or may my my main business is um, I've got a sort of creative studio called Yana and Kuis. Mm-hmm. That's been going for ages with my my business partner and friend um, Kuis Grunewald. And right. um, other than that, I I'm an artist. I work with Kalashnikov Gallery. I do a lot of uh, sort of abstract digital art. And then recently also uh, started a fashion brand called Boo Boo, um, right. sort of a local South African uh, unisex brand. Okay, okay, okay. So Amongst wait, other things. you say it's a unis. You, you you say it's a unisex brand, but uh, I I found an article online that that um, classified it as a um, one of the very few female, I mean, streetwear brands for women. Well, you know, it's funny because that's kind of, it's, it, it evolved very naturally. It was never a big plan. I think right. it was, a, it's with a friend of mine, Paige Smith in Cape Town. And that's where all the man- mm-hmm. manufacturing happens. But uh, it was, it started as a collection that I was doing for her brand called Paige Smith. So she's been in the business forever and they've got a big, um, you know, factory in Cape Town. And then right. the, the, the work was so specific and it just, what, what came out just had such a specific sort of, I guess, personality and brand that, and there was so much of it that we decided, you know, we've done all this work, we're doing all these items and they all seem to fit in a collection that feels quite specific. Let's turn it into a brand. And um, so essentially what it was, was we weren't even being specific about whether it's going to be male or female. We literally wanted Mm -hmm. to make something that was felt like us, you know, which was like a a trans seasonal wardrobe that's, got items that are super um not necessarily trendy but things that can be dressed up and down that can last you forever that are well made essentials that are like really well considered in sort of cut and you know we we we, our idea in the beginning was can we make a wardrobe of items that you would never have to add to which is ironic because both her and i are constantly adding to our wardrobes. We're, we're not minimalist <laughs> at all. It's not our personality, but maybe it's who we were who we were attempting to be. But that's how it sort of started. Right. And um, so I guess it was just our signature, and that's what came out of it. And then uh, when it was released and it got picked up, we just realized how many um, guys were sort of like picking it up and styling it. Way, you know, I guess the thing is, I my personal style is quite masculine, and I often buy men's clothes, um, mm-hmm. so it's not that surprising. You guys to are me. lucky enough to do that, <laughs> yes. We're lucky enough to do that. Shoes. I have a big issue with sneakers that are always, uh, I always feel like there's substandard versions of sneakers brought out and colorways brought out in, in female shoes, so right. always, definitely. But, um, Look. yeah, so that's how it sort of started, and that's why I say it's 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 like this growing. Uh, metamorphic brand and process which has been quite nice for me to work on because normally what I do in my day-to-day business is so strategic you know it needs to be figured out yeah. up front what it's going to be what it's going to say who's it going to be for it was nice to just create and it's I think that's why it's nice to have these other avenues because you can do things right. that are just for yourself and they can they can mold and grow and change and be whatever hundred percent just for you without, at the end you, of the day, without you having like an impact on it a hundred percent I totally get that so now before we get like into what you do which is a lot of stuff <laughs> I need to I need to just like because I like figuring out um not necessarily okay I like figuring out people but at the same time I like getting to know um a person's background because their background low-key has a way of um 
having an influence and an impact on who they are today you know what i mean so um where are you from and where did you grow up and how did this art um where did actually where did this art influence come from so i'm uh, i'm originally from pretoria um and i okay. have uh, i'm afrikaans i've got afrikaans parents but i'm kind of one of the lucky the lucky afrikaners who uh have really liberal parents and um we were they decided quite young on that they were putting all their kids in english schools they wanted their kids mm-hmm. to be in mixed schools as much as possible and um yeah so it was it was i didn't grow up with a very strong afrikaans heritage at all you know other than right. the fact that we we spoke to our grandparents i always joke because i say i started speaking afrikaans when i met kwis in university that's when other right. than to my grandmother that's when i started speaking afrikaans you know and that was my only real connection to the sort of heritage at all and um my my dad's actually got a graphic design studio that he's had for years and years in Pretoria and both my parents are very artistic um my dad's an amazing artist and i think that mm. you're super blessed if you if you sort of grow up with a with a liberal and very creative parent because right. that's it's just something that flows through you you know my dad's always right. been super into music and into cooking and into uh art and he's he's really an amazing amazing artist i mean he could do it full time and he should do it full time and we keep trying to get him to do it full time but um that's where it where it sort of ca- came from you know it's just right it was just always pushed and i think i'm also lucky because i didn't have parents who sort of forced me to do something you know it was difficult for me when i left school i had no idea what i wanted to do and i actually wanted to get into fashion and i right. and i started applying for it and then I pulled out of it because I sort of thought that it might be very limited doing fashion in South Africa. And sometimes I regret yeah. it because I do feel like if if it was the thing that I had the one focus for that's probably like my one true love, you know? I think I I think right. that's what I do. I don't ever feeling like work. That's the one thing I do that never feels like work. Um mm-hmm. and that comes quite easy. But um but at the time I thought that sort of design and and uh the course is called information design in Pretoria. I thought that might be a broader base to be able mm. to do different sort of of design right. from and it has out that way you know it's it's because i've got that foundation that i'm able to quite comfortably and quite confidently go into different areas you know like person i started recently started doing photography um we do a lot of creative direction and art direction so even within our business there's a lot of different facets and i think it just right. comes being a having a sort of very base level knowledge of of graphic design and that knowledge turns into something that's quite intuitive so right. yeah that's that's my background in, in terms of you guys cuz what i've noticed is what i've also noticed that a lot of what you guys do is 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 is, is in house it's, it's like a lot of stuff is what you, either you do or course does and it it i i know to a certain degree that makes life very easier cuz you know exactly what you want out of something that you're taking a picture of or something that you're designing or something that you're creating so now is that how you guys have put it all together have you guys like told each other that if there's something you need you need to teach each other or teach yourself that specific skill set I think we, it's it's our our sort of um, But does it just happen? It's just kind of happened that way and I I don't I I often think that it's important to mention that you know what we see is what looks like people that have their shit together. All of us are looking at right. each other and look like we have our shit together, but all of us are sort of Chris and I especially we we've been on a on a never ending journey of just evolution and uh, and most of it has been due to necessity not due to uh something that we decided or that we wanted um we sort of hit the ground running we let, we we worked in advertising and it was also a really right. nice foundation for us but um you know the lifestyle is extremely hectic and it's extremely demanding and we were we were missing a lot of the just control and uh, and so we started doing our own thing but when you when you do your own business you you're not it's not the best case scenario you're just doing whatever yeah. you can to get by you know sometimes right. we still are doing right. whatever we can to get by it's not a best case scenario you show the best of that that comes out of it but mm-hmm. um you know it's a it's a it's really a sort of it's been a daily monthly yearly like just hustling it really has been a big hustle for us um right. so there goes my Whoa. Right? <laughs> um 
sorry about I've that. Like super small ears, so these things never stay in my ears. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I think a lot of the other stuff we started doing was, on the one hand, the more we we start, we, we made a name for ourselves because we just sort of did a lot of side projects, and I've done a lot of talking right. on this. It's, it's really important, you know. If the side projects are the are the briefs that you will end up getting one day, but they're not going to be, no one's getting the perfect brief. No one has the perfect client right. coming to you with the absolutely perfect thing. You make the best of it that you, that you possibly can, but those perfect briefs are unicorns. They don't actually exist, you know? So right. for us, I, I think but we started working. But how does all your work look like you had perfect briefs? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but all the work you guys get, the way you guys compile them, make them look like, you guys are given the brief exactly like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what no. I mean? like when we, I, we're just actually very old. We've been doing this for a very long time. <laughs> and now the, comp now the compilation of our work looks that way, you know? It's like, it's little mm. baby steps and little baby steps. And uh, you, I think what's been nice in terms of getting older, I mean, Chris and I met each other literally 15, 16 years ago in university. Right. And we started working together from that moment and even when we moved to different agencies we worked together and we just found that the more we worked together the stronger our work sort of was and we we started really being able to hone in like this very two very different skill sets um right. but i think uh, to answer your question you know we we're we're, we've always been very invested in in sort of the arts and popular culture and things that we just love outside of branding which has sort of become largely what we do these days and right. um what was really important to us was just doing these projects that were experiments to us you know and it was our friends right. putting out lps that they needed covers for and it was it was like sh music shows um weirdly enough a lot of it was in music you know but what was nice is you get to mm -hmm. experiment and you get to push the boundaries and because mm -hmm. of that work work people wanting work like that um started coming to us and we started becoming known for the sort of unexpected approach to to what you're going to get and now right. a lot of that is what people want you know there's not necessarily a, a specific look that you can attach to us but you can definitely feel when we've worked on something or we get told that a lot 100%. Um, yeah and i think i think it's it's when you have clients who are coming to you because they want to be pushed and they want their brands to be pushed and you've done a lot of the groundwork with your personal work and with your art and with your illustration mm -hmm. and with your design that shows that that's what you're about, then you do start getting more work that way. Um, right. But, you know, it's tricky. Sometimes it's it's pushing, it's really a, a real internal struggle with a client to to push them. Um, right. Some briefs come to you and they, they're already pushed, you know. So I guess... I don't know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean because there's times when I work on um, campaigns with other brands and you propose a specific idea that you think is um, like perfect and they think it's a bit too much for their brands. I remember the last work I did, um, the company told me that they, 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 are, they can't put the word dead next to their branding because that will give their consumer the thinking that the branding is dead and it kind of confused me in such a sense that why would you want to collaborate with me if that's how you're perceiving what is proposed you know what i mean totally. th that's already it doesn't make sense i know i must say this is something that i'm quite grateful that i don't work in advertising for anymore because it, it does feel like a lot of the strategy assumes that people think in a very dumb in way one specific you know, way if, 100%. if he doesn't think that if he saying that to you doesn't really think that why would anyone else like give people 100%. a bit of credit you know the, the, like people yeah. are not that dumb and that's why the, the the brands that are doing interesting things like yourself and that have been kind of true to to what they are trying to achieve and to themselves actually essentially is uh have been so successful you know because there's just such a strong dna of doing your own thing Self. regardless of the man um happening there and uh, we we resonate with that a lot you know we've made a lot of decisions that was for our the kind of work we believe in doing over and above just large sums of money and those are very difficult decisions to make when you are kind of like living right. hand to mouth you know 
like most creatives are. Hundred um, percent. But that's that keeps your DNA strong. And we've gone off the path. We we sort of started getting a lot of work um, about five years ago. Right. That was rather from hearsay than people knowing our work. So people would ask who to mm. work with and they'd work with us and their expectations was just very conventional. And we realized that because, you know, knowing us intimately and in our work is actually more important than than us making it big and turning into this big agency. And suddenly we were in this machine of working that wasn't actually fitting with us, you know? So sometimes right. you've got to know, sometimes the cherry that, that's kind of dangled, the carrot that's dangled is, uh, could be quite sweet, but might not be your kind of sweet, you know? A hundred percent. I totally get exactly what you mean. So it's all about basically knowing what you want at the end in despite of um, getting there very quickly, which is how I think a lot of people get lost. I mean, a lot. I, I, I to myself, I think it was either last year or the year before last where I was starting. So I, it, there was a period where a lot of brands um international not necessarily international brands but a lot of um campaigns were coming our way when this whole campaign thing was a big thing and we had a lot of campaigns and you know when you get a campaign you know it's a lot of money right now totally. you know what i mean totally it's, it's, it's not right that now. easy to say no so now, exactly so it got to a point where there's a thing of i started to angle the brand in such a way that it was looking glamorous to the people that could talk to us for campaigns and I you know it, it happened one day where I had to pause and I had to really sit down and think about it and ask myself if I'm doing this to get campaigns and to get collaborations with with international brands or if I'm doing this for brands to come to us knowing very well that this is what we do and this is what we want not necessarily because we have this many followers and we are interlinked with the youth culture and whatever and whatnot and that's when i told myself that it's actually more fulfilling when you do something that's a hundred percent um in line with your brand and what you want at the end of the day um, so, it, you know, for you to say that it really makes a lot of sense because I could see myself getting lost in that. I started to think about how should I start posting on Instagram? How should I start designing clothes so that these people find it cool? And at the end of the day, you need to understand that those people find you cool for your mind and they're not finding you cool because you're trying to make something for them to find cool. Do you get what I mean? So, totally, totally. And you know what? We, what I can say is that you'll make those mistakes. Uh, we've bumped our head. Chris and I always laugh about this because we really do feel like we've bumped our head with, in, in every way that you can bump your head when, when you intuitively feel where you're going, but you don't have it mapped out on paper. You just, you just know yeah. what's you and what's not you. But, mm -hmm. you know, there, there are times when you need that money and you have to be less you to get it. And then yeah. you hate yourself. And trust me, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on the internet that I truly wish I could erase. You know, <laughs> I've made a lot Just, of. Do you mind me asking what? Do you mind me asking no, what? I will never tell you. <laughs> but but uh, you know, trust me, some mistakes, unfortunately, with the internet age, are sort of um, they're like they live there for life. But I do think that yeah. nothing is a straight line. I think that that's if you learn anything in this life, it's that. Nothing is a straight line, you know, uncontrollable things are going to happen and you're going to, as long as you veer back to that line that, you, that you're on and that path that you're on and what feels inherently the most right, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The majority mm -hmm. of what you do will speak to you then. A little bit of things here and there won't, but no one knows the context of those situations either, you know. Um, right. You know, you kind of, you know when it's been too far. And I think what is nice with getting older is that when... In the beginning, you get big opportunities, and you, without even, without you are so you you are so uh, flattered that without even giving it a second thought, you say yes, you're in, you sign on the dotted line, you don't care about the payment terms, and um, and I think what's been nicer about growing up and and growing more confident in your ability and in, in what you stand for and who you are and the type of work you do, and uh, right. what your brand's real value is. Mm -hmm. um, you start also having your own terms and conditions and being able to negotiate and being able to, I mean, I always tell people our terms and conditions, we never used to have terms and conditions and now they are like seven pages long, you know, because we've bumped yeah. our head with every possible uh, 
thing that's but come you need way. to bump your head in order to know what works and what doesn't work right so you just don't Absolutely. have terms and conditions without knowing why you have that terms and condition basically and you're gonna you're gonna do dumb things it, it's it's not the nothing, <laughs> nothing can, you actually can't if, if 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 you've sort of built a brand that's 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 really got integrity and that and that your personality especially like in your case is so intrinsically linked to it's not mm-hmm. that easy like you can have a few fuck right. ups you know it's really not that easy to taint actually um mm-hmm. like they're like living human things you know at the end of the day we all we make our mistakes we go through our teenage years we we learn and we still end up like getting to what 100% what and feeling comfortable in ourselves like that's the that's the nicest thing that happens with sort of time is that you make all the mistakes but all of them come with a little bit more understanding and a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more confidence right um, and yeah we 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 i think the path we've chosen and i've chosen as well is just like you'll always be learning and you'll always be growing and we try to be able to adapt as much as possible i think that's what that's i mean being that's the name of the game being one or two people and different collaborations doing things i think um can be very taxing because you just feel like you're never not working that's how i feel you know right sorry for myself yeah. but but at the end of the day i just don't see myself as a as a necessarily a manager of a lot of human beings and we'll do big Mm. projects but we like to put teams together together that are interesting and we've we've always uh what's been nice is we've always worked with startups you know in the beginning it's sort of guys with no real budget that are coming to you and um they just uh want something cool you know they're happy for anything that you do and right. you can start in i mean Simon and Mary is a very good example of a client like that yeah yeah, yeah. you guys been started, to us you guys been working Simon and Mary from the very first day he came to us and he wanted a logo and he was in his in his dad's factory was starting the small little brand no one gave yeah. him much notice you know like it was him keeping himself busy and uh, he wanted to name it after his grandparents and he wanted to do a brand yeah. inside of this factory you know that factory was just running sort of mass exports and huge huge mm-hmm, runs of mm-hmm, of um mm-hmm. of product he wanted to start a brand rather than just products and um you know we went to the factory we saw all this work and it's just it's like this this collaboration was just meant to be it's like we'll probably right. work together for some capacity even though both of us grow and we change like the the value that's come both ways from him having the i guess the the mindset to just let us do our thing and experiments and for us having the right kind of brand to like really right. flexibility you know, has been like amazing wow oh, wow yeah, yeah, because I, I, I had a meeting with- <laughs> 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 don't worry about it it's really cool don't worry about it so <laughs> I, a lot of people That's don't know this but you know i I, I only discovered, well, I can't say you guys, but you, I only discovered you when, I think when you DM'd me, uh, which happened like after my very first lookbook. And I was quite shocked because, um, I mean, uh, the story how this lookbook got into between 10 and 5 is really like a crazy story. And I tell everyone the story. So I was at school, um, downstairs, architecture, and I was finishing my work it's after hours you know long nights and i was doing my work doing my work and upstairs there's a gallery at fada so it's faculty of art and design school at at uj so there's a fact um there's a there's a there's a gallery and they're showcasing and they had a couple of competitions so a friend comes downstairs and he calls me and he's like yo there's free wine so we used to go up there just to get like free wine because there's always free red wine because it's a gallery so cool I, I went upstairs for the free wine. Get there. Um, we I, I get there. Now there's a competition. They 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 asking people to bring their portfolios. Um, people to bring their portfolios so they can see their work and their direction and whatnot. So I asked the friend next to me, "Oh, do you think I should just bring out my lookbook? My lookbook was about a week old by then." And he's like, "Yeah, you wow. should." Because I turned it into a sign, which was a hundred percent inspired by Kanye West. Um, because he had he he he's like one of the only artists I knew around that time that actually brought out a zine um, or zine whatever people call it. Cool, yeah. bring it up. These people see it. These people really love it. They like it. They're into it. Um, now they wanna. Now I actually win. Um, 
I went get an article a couple of days after that. You DM me and you wanted um, you were asking if I was interested in interning, whatnot, whatnot. So I was like confused at that point. Like, who the hell is this lady? Um, I almost forgot about I that. Intern. I mean, That's yeah, I was like stoked. So <laughs> it's been a while. So now I, I I I talk to my friend. I'm like, yo. Um, so my friends ask me how's the lookbook going, whatnot, and I tell him what happened. I told him, and he was stoked. He was like, what? Yana and Kwas DM'd you? I was like, yeah. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, dude, why? And then he actually explained to me what you guys actually do. And this is like five years ago. So now I'm still shocked and confused. Like, what the hell? And <laughs> what is happening? then I, I ended up doing a little bit of research here and there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I ended up doing some research and then I actually see that you guys are like do a lot of stuff and i'm still today like when i was on your site the other day and i'm going through all the work that you guys have done and it's like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons so now when was your first exhibition like when did you guys because i know you guys turned 10 years old this year am i correct because you guys started i think in 20 uh 2010 yes i think we did yes it's either 2010 or 2011 um Okay. But okay. Somewhere between, but I do think I do think last year we were nine years. I think this is our tenth year. Crazy, crazy so to believe. What was your first body of work? Like, what is the, what what is your guys' first body of work together, and that you guys can put the Yana, Yana and Quest stamp on it? As in, like, this is the studio's work. Um, you know, I think, I guess, I, I think, I think Simon and Mary has to get a mention here because that does feel. Like that started a very long time ago. That's probably at least seven or eight years ago. Right. I think about the first lookbook, and that was like we were just asking our friends. We thought it would be cool to shoot. I mean, again, this is just shows you you don't. We don't have the luxury of going to a casting agent and having this concept and getting casting and getting a big production company to shoot it. We had to kind of his uh, Dean's girlfriend's uh, girlfriend and his right. boyfriend at the time shot the lookbook. We asked all our friends who happened to just be like really cool creatives um, that we wanted we wanted to sort of bring in like a like a, a really inherently Joburg feeling to this brand. You know, it's been there for years right. and years. It's like four right. generations of Johannesburg, and we felt like there was a there was definitely a time in Joburg when it was like on fire creatively, and it felt like everyone. Right. You know, you you'll agree with me. Like five years ago, it felt like it was just five, you, six you were, years ago. Yeah, a hundred percent. You were in the epicenter of like magic, and you thought it would last forever, mm, you know. Mm, um, and and, and people often say to me, "Didn't you just get old?" You know, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but I just got old. But I do feel like nah, you're, you're very rude. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Um, like I don't scene, think people, people are were very, pushing. People are not free spirited anymore. Yeah. People, people yeah. were free spirited, and they were pushing, and they were experimenting, and. Look, I think the world has become a different place and it's, and it's made people quite nervous to experiment and to just go out yes. there and just whatever. I think there's a lot of uh, kind of thinking before just being able to artistically create. True. But uh, it was I at a time that. when we felt like Joburg should, should really be on an international scale. And it was the right time mm, for this brand. Mm, it was the mm. right product, the right people. We could just, just our friends, we just asked them, you know, if, in exchange for hats, would you be in the shoot? We want people who are like the real creatives of Joburg to represent this brand. And what was nice about that is it started this following of um, sort of ambassadors without us ever trying it to be that. You know, if the product right. speaks and you get the right person involved, and we've always felt strongly about that kind of collaboration. You know, it's the right person right. and the right product. And, um, a lot of those that, that that relationship lasts forever. So that was a big one. Another another one I can kind of feels like quintessentially what we were sort of doing was uh, an exhibition that we did. Again, this was in exchange for gallery space. So there was right. a gallery at um, forty uh, at uh, in Juta Street called Room Gallery, right. and they right. wanted an identity done. They wanted a logo, and they said to us, "They can't pay us, but they can." give us ex an exchange of a month-long exhibition and that's oh, where crazy. the whole yeah so that's where the kind of it's nice to have an opportunity like that it forces you to take certain things seriously and finish a body of work you know and I think um from an mm -hmm. art point of view that's sort of where the the Joburg hates you 
I was Things literally started? about to ask about that. I was literally about to ask you about Joe McKay too, because that's the first. I didn't even know you guys were behind that. Um, I think I saw it in Antia's office, and I was very like, "Yo, what what is this thing going on? Like, what is Jay, Joe Berg upside down hot? Stab, stab hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like confused. Like, what the hell does this thing mean? And she explained it to me, and I was like, "Wow, okay, that's cool." And then I actually found more info about it and I was actually like very shocked like yo you guys came up with that in like 2013 if I'm not mistaken and I, I, I what I really liked about what you guys did is that there's t-shirts and there was um what's this thing called um I can't say paintings what is it called what is it called like a print like a print um, well a poster a like a print that can hang up on your wall and what, what I find very important about the print is that the print obviously is going to live much more longer than the t-shirt you know what I mean um, if anyone steps into a space and the print is there I'm definitely asking about the print and when when you're doing a project for the first few times that's the kind of awareness you need you need you need awareness that doesn't really strike you as awareness um, totally, and so something that. Where did David history come from? Jeez, uh, you know, I actually, I think, I think when we, when we kind of decided to do an exhibition, we had this thought of doing something around Joburg. Again, we were very sort of, very sort of, our work was starting to be very strongly connected to Johannesburg, and uh, we would get a lot of right. clients coming to us and saying, "We've heard that if we want to do work that feels like Joburg, we need to work with you." So coming to you, crazy. Yeah, and I think I think we Victoria. were. That's wild. Yeah, and I think the thing is, like, we we actually went to Cape Town early on, and we tried to get work there, and and our work just didn't resonate with anyone. It was Cape Town's work is so, especially from a design point of view, is so well well crafted mm-hmm. and well out, and our work to a large extent is quite raw and quite there's a there's a level of unfinishedness and a level of um experimentation that sort of comes into into a lot of what we do and into mm, our approach mm, mm. so we were just very tied to Joburg and we loved it and we i guess you know if you move from somewhere to Joburg, then you are really recognizing it for what it is and you look at it in a different right. way if you're not born bred here you, you really do and it was like such an exciting place for us um and the energy at that stage was 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 really amazing, and I think we we decided to call our our um, exhibition "City of Gold Diggers," um, and right. uh, we just thought it was funny because it kind of was like about everyone that migrates to Joburg to kind of hustle and like make it. And it and what we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of limit ourselves to just working in gold and black. So there was a lot of reasons around that, and we just started having some ideas, and. Um, and then I, 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 one day we were just talking and we, we said, you know, if, if you had to just describe Joburg in a city, you'd never have a T-shirt like the I Love New York T-shirt because Joburg is not right. a very welcoming place. <laughs> it doesn't give a fuck what yeah. you think about it. It's it quite, doesn't at all. It can, it, can, it can really kick your ass, you know. It's, it's, it's quite mm-hmm. brutal in many ways and it's quite ugly to the untrained eye and uh, you don't just land here like you land in Cape Town and you immediately fall in love, you know. It 100%. makes you work work for it so so our version of that would be Joburg hates you and if you're from Joburg you get that there's a there's a it's a joke you know? there's a there's a there's a humor behind it like you get it she hates you mm. um Damn, that's a good it, one it's amazing because we we then had an opportunity with a friend that uh is a, is a random American guy actually that um course met at a bachelor's and he just sort of became friends with this guy because this guy was down from America and didn't really know anyone at this bachelor's. And then he ended up saying he wants to do like this uh, sort of art collective and he wants us to be one of the artists. And he's going to find, he wants to sort of instigate the whole thing, but he wants to, he wants us to come to New York and do an exhibition there. And he'll find a gallery. Oh, crazy. So this thing kind of grew and we were just like, well, let's, let's take the concept of Joburg hates you and like just explode it and bring Joburg to New York, you know, and see how it goes. I mean, we had literally nothing. We don't have a single contact there. It was the first time we'd been. Um, And uh, he ended up actually getting a space on the Bowery. That was where Kanye West had done a pop-up like two weeks before, but it's like a very, very low key, cheap, you know, it was like, there's nothing cool or significant about it. But when I found that out, I was quite right. surprised. And um, we did, we just took it further. We had, we had this one sort of uh, print that was this raining gold teeth, you know, and just right. because of all the gold teeth you see, you know, like everyone wants to just show a bit of their gold, even if it's just like something in your tooth. Like you just, we have you a, we, we, 
you're not subtle. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. wealth and <laughs> on whatever degree, you just want to. You just you just catch that flash of gold if you if you're here. You know, everyone's just trying to show you their yeah. flash of gold. Um, yeah. Anyways, we had we had raining gold teeth and. Um, we actually smuggled, we, we had a tooth technician help us and he made like actual molds of human teeth and we made a thousand of those and we sprayed them, uh, Crazy. and we hung them one by one, like raindrops in this gallery. So that was oh one of the, gosh. one of this like gallery of, of raining gold teeth it was actually amazing. Um, and then a lot of the prints and, and, uh, you know, like our new sort of level two upping of the prints and things like that. But we were like the, and we sort of fixed up the Joburg hates you from the initial print. We just like made it a little bit more. Mm. Big. And, um, and then we had some t-shirts there just as collateral to the, to the exhibition. And we were just blown away by the amount of people that came to this exhibition. I mean, we were like, cool, it's going to be us. And at least we'll have done it. It was like <laughs> five people. Yeah. Friend, yeah, like, like little five people that maybe know somebody that knows us but everyone who heard that there was i think because it was a Joburg thing and everyone who was homesick there were so many south africans that came people came from so far away uh, there were so many uh, people just walking past that walked in because this thing just looked wild you know so wow. it was wow, you know, really intense. experience for us and it was it's a pity that it was it was it feels to us like it was quite quite lost to actual Joburg and it was like really in, I guess in our life mm -hmm. so significant and so just amazing it was just amazing that this thing happened and it kind of like made me love New York in the way that I think people do because like I don't think if we had done the same thing here it would have had the same response you know I think there's just right. people are there's people are like they're like open to support a real hassle there and I think that's what gets you about that city you know yeah um, so that's, that's, that's also, and I mean, the t-shirts ended up becoming a whole thing. Like everyone wanted a t-shirt. We were actually just making them as some collateral on the side. You know, we did the, we did yeah. the same thing. We did an optometrist, um, in Norwood last year or the year before. And we just did some t-shirts just of these old sort of oil paintings with these new retro glasses on. And it was just so that there's a rail of collateral hanging in the store. It was just to make the no, store. But yeah. That, people were calling me non-stop to find out where to get these t-shirts you know and like they were driving to the optometrist to buy t-shirts so it was sometimes <laughs> isn't that the, the same thing that happened and now you see me that is now you see didn't me the same thing happen? oh yeah actually i've heard the story before where um I'm like, I'm people actually wanted just the rail there <laughs> that means you guys have a good eye i mean it really means you have a good eye so branding like why branding because you guys are very big on branding trust me um, i know you know that too like you're very huge on branding um you i just know something that you guys have worked on if like if someone says you guys have worked on you just need to look at how the branding is and, and the branding is always spot on um what's the importance of branding you know, to be branding? honest, when we, when we started, we were just doing whatever we could do to, to make money. Um, and right. we, we had one success and it kind of just turned into another and to another. And uh, we, often, we often talk about it, but we're like, you know, it, it's not necessarily what we decided we wanted to do. We didn't decide like, mm -hmm. we love branding, that's what we want to do. Um, and often we try and like, backstep out of it a bit and like try and do some other things you know um because the thing about branding is it doesn't really ever end you create something but that thing always needs to be fed and we're only two people it's needs to it's live on yes and the way we work as as sort of like highly involved consultants we have to step away at some point and it's just becoming harder and harder to do that because the bigger the thing becomes, the more it needs to be fed, you know, like there needs to constantly be new t-shirts going into now you see me if they're doing so well for argument's sake. So even just on a right. little scale. So what we, yeah, <laughs> I've been lots of about it. Like, I think, I think, um, yeah, like most things, it, we didn't think it through. It was something that we, we fell into and the more we did, the more we got and the more we got, the more we got. Um, but I think, uh, I think for us, mm -hmm. what we, we kind of really always try and do is create something that's true to the person that's doing that thing. 
you know it's not it's not right they will all a bit of us in these things but but first and foremost it's about the person doing it because that's that personality is what's going to flow through it and it's just about for us we right. always said that it's just getting this personality to feel authentic to whose personality it is mm-hmm. you know the, the person behind mm-hmm. the brand or the service mm-hmm. or the product um and i guess we we like i mentioned before we sort of did start with a lot of younger friends and friends of friends and startups and so it was it was easy and Very it just organic naturally. yeah and it was people that we knew so we understood you know we understood them quite well um but it's it's right. it's putting a it's putting a it's putting a a human element to something that that thing can can live up to for the rest of its life mm. which is Mm. Not easy. But, but I think that's that's what we try to do. I don't I, we don't really come from a branding background, so it's not like we our approach or our way or we don't do these massive brand bibles. You know, we've got we <laughs> we like things to be able to move and grow. And the tighter right. they are, the the harder they do that. So we prefer to be more in control mm-hmm. because we know where where and where it can't push to. But um I definitely think at some point we're going to reach a cap of how much work a human being can do in one day, you know, being connected to <laughs> all these different ones. Um, Again, I saw yeah. with, with the growth of the internet, right? Um, with the, uh, obviously, back 10 years ago, the internet wasn't as significant as it is today, like in terms of social media, in terms of um, online presence and you getting most of your work contacts um, or contracts online. Where is your guys' biggest, like where do you guys get your biggest contracts? Like where do you guys get most of your work? Is it through word of mouth? Is it through your last work? Um, Is it through your Uh, online? Is it through your Instagram? It's definitely not through our online or our Instagram. We are very bad at our own brand. Um, and and investing mm-hmm. the kind of time in it that it needs. Um, our website is outdated. We don't even have business cards. And our oh. Instagram, our Instagram was never set up as a business. It was just set up to have. And most of it is us. You know, it's like social. There's no, like now I'm now I do a lot of people's uh, sort of guidelines for their Instagram accounts when we do brands. And you just realize, right. you know. Just how different your own one is. You're not doing half the things you're uh, telling them to do. <laughs> I'm not doing any of the things I tell anyone to do. That's the honest truth, you know. But I think again, we also say like, it, I don't want to create something where people are too scared to touch their own brand. Then you've done something wrong. You must feel comfortable to run your own right. social media. I can give you some advice on like what could look nice, whatever. Right. I'm not a social media expert either, but just in terms of you know when people, as people are getting more slick with their with their posts and where they're setting up their accounts. Um, like normally what we try and help with is just that there's something there's 12 posts up there when you launch so that you exist when people look for you and they get a right. feel for you when right. they're on it but from that point onwards you know if you have to hire someone to to run your personality on behalf of you i feel like a lot gets lost so that's and that's you know, we, that's right. just not the level that we necessarily resonate with or believe in and, and i'm sure it's because we're not working on these massive global corporate brands that mm-hmm. the CEO is not mm-hmm. his own stuff, you know. But I do, I do think we've been lucky because the, the the smaller brands are able to do that. And when it's you doing the mm. dead account, that brand is so strong because no one understands it as well as you do. I shouldn't understand your brand, right. even though I do branding as well as you do. You know, like it's it's your DNA. Mm. I just like add to it um or i just, just kind of consumer yeah people picture it the way you picture it from the beginning you know and we experience it the way you, the way you feel it um but yeah so look nothing's coming off our instagram and our and our uh nothing serious anyway i don't think it's but, through word of mouth yeah it's it's more than anything else it's through previous projects that we've done um I mean, we did uh, one hotel. Hard work and word of mouth. Yeah, I, I, honestly, if 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 you uh, if you really work hard and you really create something that's that's 
mm. you're proud of, uh, it's noticed, you know. Um, and I think, I mean, for instance, right. Gorgeous George was the first hotel we ever worked on. Um, we started sort of... Right, I was so going to ask you about that. We basically, our work just becomes what the previous project was, you know. So we got one restaurant, then because of that, we got another restaurant, right. another restaurant, another restaurant. So it is that kind of word of mouth, you know. It's just, And I think what we'll always try and do is we just, mm. we just, our way is just for us to even just not bore ourselves is to do something a little bit interesting within reason for that client and their expectations and what they want to do. But I don't think you're ever going to get... If you're an Italian restaurant, for instance, the very expected Italian restaurant approach, like we'll, we always try and just inject some quirk or some humor or something that makes you stop and steal the serviette, like that happens in so many cases. But so we did right. one uh, hotel and um, we, we ended up having five hotels this year after that, you know? Crazy. So, it really wow. is just it's you amazing. make something impactful in the in that space that it's in, um, more will come of it. Mm. But I have to say, a lot of the work the we've also got, yeah. a lot of the work we've also gotten, and like just an amazing relationship has been with um, uh, the interior designer we often work with on sort of restaurants and shops and um, hotels and things like that. Um, and that's Tristan Duplessis from Studio A. He sort right. of found us like years ago and he actually just wanted us to help with he was doing a lot of uh restaurants and sort of spaces and houses and a lot of the time he needed branding and signage and menus you know he just he just wanted things that would actually complement what he was doing and so he came across us from another small brand we'd done and this was just the relationship that like totally took off and it's it's um it's been so unexpected but it's been so amazing both ways because we'll get a client like now you see me and um, we'll pull him to do the interior you know so the mm, more mm. it's like in-house approach to the whole thing the more it doesn't feel 100%. disjointed and uh, when you're doing totally spaces good. i just want to come in like often we would come in and then the whole the whole everything's designed and you just have to like do a brand with it it should it should technically start with a brand you know the brand should guide where the interior goes because the brand is kind of is right. the strategy of figuring out uh what you're about who you're for why you would be a certain way so it's been so amazing because we kind of work together we, we we're not afraid of stepping on each other's toes you know no one's sensitive like we'll give him mm. interior ideas he'll give us branding you ideas already but know. Yeah. most importantly it's a partner that um, is constantly bringing work into our system and work that we really enjoy doing because it's really nice when there's a space that a brand lives in, you know, and um, mm. I guess the service industry lends itself mm. to be quite most of the time. Um, so that's that's been where a lot of our work is also, has also come from. And we don't necessarily always do everything together, but um, it's, been a, it's been a relationship that's, that's really like been mutually beneficial and like we're on the same page and we, we work really well together and that's been for like probably four five years now so yeah right. that's sometimes so it's basically just, all like, about just building like very strong relationships with people that you work with yeah i think like we, we, always, we always collaborate and i think we Another thing is also like I, I like to believe that we're quite pleasant to work with. You know, we we really when we take something right. on, you, you're going to get the very best that we can give out of it. And um, to a fault, often you know we we kill ourselves doing making sure it's right. And um, so when you know you're going to do that, you you or, or at least when you when you do that, you know those clients often are either bringing you more work or they are only so happy to kind of um, say your name when something comes along. Right. So gorgeous George, hey. I, I, I really like what you guys did with the light um, close to the, I think it's the pool. Um, I think that's like one of the standout points because that's where everybody literally takes a picture. Um, and that's the best way of... Uh, um, um, uh, uh, where did that idea come from now? You know, to be honest, why um, gorgeous? Like what light up gorgeous specifically? 
to be honest, I think that was Tristan's idea. So we did, did the logo and initially our idea from the very first boards was to do one of those um, hotel signs, those very, very old school hotel signs that you see in like LA, you know, mm. there's like classic signs that are on right. stilts. And it, it was like, the idea for us was like, right. this: you have this massive sign that says hotel in this cool way that you'd see from like almost anywhere in the CBD. So that's where the, the idea started, was like there'd be a rooftop light like that. But I think um, Tristan's actually the one that took it. He made it in the front of the logo and put the word gorgeous at the pool. I think he's quite good also at knowing sort of understanding like space and where in a space people are, are, are going to take photos, you know? Right. Because most what, of his spaces okay. are, he's always considered these Instagram moments. Right, right. I also think like that sometimes. Every time I have a pop-up, I need I, my mind always flips to what can I put in a place where people, a picture-worthy place. Like, I always think about picture-worthy moments, a picture-worthy placements. Um, but anyway, look, what, what are the great, like, what, what are the sacrifices you guys or have you been through in order for Yanon Quartz Studio to be where it is today? What's Yo, I mean, one thing that you can think of that you had uh, to sacrifice. Look, I think, <laughs> I think, I think we actually spoke about this the other day because Yanon Quartz is, is it's a true miracle that it's actually still alive. We've we've really almost closed our doors probably in the last five years at the end of every year. And that's what people Why? don't realize or don't see. Um, but, you know, it's been like being a, being a good creative is one thing. Being a good business owner, when that's not your a background that you come from and you don't know, actually know anything about it, you're actually bad at it. You're actually bad at it. Um, right. It's been really, really difficult for us, you know, like learning to manage cash flow and learning to sort of, we, we still haven't mastered the art of any of these things. So, there's been many times that we've kind of gotten to we've we've almost closed our doors and i think you know i think just in terms of sacrifice we've sacrificed a lot of time and a lot of personal time and i think that most people who know me and something that i carry a lot of guilt about is that uh know that it's i'm, I'm made up of 99 percent of my job you know there's like there's like there's like mm. I'm just always busy and I'm always working and I sure I get a, a hell of a lot of fulfillment from it um, and I enjoy all these things but it really does I often sit back and go like is it healthy to be that like what else is there you know is it healthy to be that um, <laughs> that quite something uh, and and a lot of time that's taken from family and from friends and from you know, that's almost the thing I kind of feel you sacrifice the most when, you, when you're building a company is that you you can't just be everything for everyone that you would ordinarily like to be. 100%. In terms of just be, a lot of your yeah. time is an energy and passion and whatever is poured into this. And then like the rest of the people around you get the, get the leftovers of what's, what remains, you know, the bad it's moods left. and the... Um, sleeping yeah. disappointment um, sometimes the angriness yeah no, it's yeah it's it's taxing it's really I, really I, I really, totally really um yeah i do think you know i look i also think that you kind of have to decide on what it is that you're going to do and i mean it's 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 quite hilarious that I would say that because obviously I do so many different things but I think like I, I know that my my priority is Yon and Quiz then my you know that I, I can't boo-boo can't be a priority and my art can't be a, be a priority and the kind of ceramics or whatever can't be a priority like they've got to be they're always second in line to like the main goal um because right. otherwise everything is watered down so I would love I would love in an alternative alternate universe to sort of be able to put all my energy into uh, a boo-boo for instance Everything you know you because do. I've got so many ideas right. and I've got so much to give and it comes so naturally but it's a business like any other business so there's these little like drops every now and again when there's a drop when there's an idea when, right. when there's time um, 
there are things that come and go, but I, I, I think it is a case of having to, time is the biggest thing, you know, there's, there's been a hell of a lot of time and energy sacrificed and personal relationships. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally get you. So now, uh, before I get off to the other topics that I want us to tap into real quickly before time runs out, look, I, I only recently discovered that you guys worked on Alison Fifth. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, so that was. So that what was the hell actually... inspired that? Like, <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> look, um, I mean, that's some crazy ass. Wow. Wow. Well, the, the the nice thing about our job often is that you're not always. In fact, you're never designing for yourself. You know, sometimes you're designing in line with you you as the target market, which is easier. But sometimes you're designing for a place that you would literally never be able to afford to eat at, which is Alison Firth. Right. And um, how that job came about is that uh, Tristan Tristan came to us with that job. So that was a client of his that was doing this um, this space, and they really wanted to do something that was kind of very different and very push the envelope of uh, traditional burlesque sort of um, underground high-end restaurant and so we were quite excited to start working on it because we 100% um, you know it's a world that's not that familiar to us and um, right and I guess we just I, I don't know where I don't remember where the idea came from but the the they on Alice um, they're on the corner of Alice and Fifth Street and we were like right. that's where the name Alice and Fifth came from because we were like we could we there's actually so much opportunity and a lot of the a lot of what you don't you don't always see what was presented you see what the client took mm, from that mm. you know, and what they liked from that but but Alice and Fifth was sort of meant to have this uh, Alice character based on a, a sort of call it Lady Gaga-esque version of the Alice in Wonderland character you know um, and that was something that could be used in a lot of the... It what? I mean, that's a, like, that's what hits three time I hear Alison Fit. I always think of some fairy tale, um, happy, ha- happily ever after ending. I say. Yes. And I mean, how we sort of positioned it was actually like very much the opposite of that. You know, we wanted to do like this, like very sort of these sort of macabre and interesting and dark uh just female character and you'd maybe just see a glimpse of it and some of the communication would say who the fuck is alice you know so there was there were so many legs to like building this character that could represent this this place um and uh we'd even actually we'd found a um a performer that that's really amazing her name is victoria modesta we sort of um in in our initial boards we presented um her to be an artist that performs there at the opening night, you know, she's got, um, like she's an amputee. So she has the stilt, but she makes these crazy, like she's got the spike that she attaches to her leg. She's got this music video where she just walks around and a little like slams the spike in the ground and the ground cracks. Like for us, it was always like a place where it's just very otherworldly and fantastical and sort of heroing these like amazing performances that are not your everyday um women on the stage you know um so it was super interesting and i mean out of that came uh i think there wasn't budget to do something that we wanted to do on the walls or that tristan wanted to do so he sort of commissioned us to do some illustrations so we did these these sort of wallpaper illustrations on the inside um and the idea was that they would have a tattoo artist that sits there in one of the sort of boots where you could at any time in the evening get one of these little hand pokes or signature tattoos and things like that so there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to it that i guess um either doesn't happen or you don't necessarily get to or the untrained eye doesn't see but um yeah, it was a it was a super super interesting one for us. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I love the finished the finished product. Uh, I mean, when I read uh, that you guys actually worked on that, I was I was, I was blown because like the I, I don't want to dumb you guys down and kind of make you guys seem like you're not very good at what you do. But every time I go into that space, <laughs> it just has some sort of personality to it. Uh, you already feel like what 
you already feel the design if you get what i mean you already feel what they were trying to do you already feel the kind of energy you already feel the type of person they want in that space just based off how it looks and that it takes a vivid type of imagination and execution to to do something like that where someone walks into a room and they already feel that yo i don't belong in here oh yes i do i looked apart etc etc you know um but yeah um more than what anything are you, i have like, to what say, are your inspirations no i was gonna no, say before, on, we end, on, before we end off on that one i have to say that um like tristan made us look very good on that job on alison firth you know that's <laughs> that's that's probably, that's probably some of his best work and he has amazing ideas. Like when you walk in, I mean, the, the the thing that gives you that feeling is like you walk into this warped sort of mirror ceiling. You walk, he he, he narrowed the hallway that yeah. you walk through and you walk through this like long mirrored ceiling with like this kind of heartbeat um, soundtrack and this waviness that's starting to happen and the mirror reflections and things like that. Like, yeah. We can't actually take credit for the for the work that he did in that place because it's it's you can't fault it, you know. Like it it's it really no, sort of. You can't. And I think that's I, I love a space tone. like that where you walk in and you you have to almost be a different version of yourself there. It allows for which was the client brief, you know, like it allows for you to like you're someone else in here. You feel it immediately, right, as you say. Right. Immediately, you really do. So where do you get the majority of your influences? Like what influences you and what, what are your inspirations? Like what inspires you? Um, that's a good question. These days, I don't even, I'm, I, I don't even know what I'm looking at when I'm not actually really working. But I do, I do, I mean, I, I'm actually where I think I used to be very inspired by very, um, already successful and I guess developed artists and creatives I've always been mm-hmm. and Chris as well you know and I think that's why we found you like we've always been inspired by those guys that are like doing their thing regardless regardless of right. the fact that it's ridiculous to everyone else and regardless of the fact that like there's a way easier way through this mm-hmm. life but mm-hmm. um and that's where a lot of our friends have come from. That's why we've got friends like through the spectrum. Um, but I think the thing is like, we've always been, I've, I've always loved fashion and I've loved clothing. And I think that that's like one area where like campaigns get to just be really, you know, it's not about strategy and it's not about direction. It's like someone has a, a vivid sort of idea and it can just be pushed, you know, like whether we're talking about like crazy Gucci campaigns or like just, I I think the fashion world has always had a massive influence on me. Um, Mm I, I, I really love art. I really actually don't look at a lot of design to be honest, like a lot of traditional graphic design. Um, but yeah, I think like I'm, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm mostly inspired and interested in people around me that are like pushing from their side, you know, where you can see, you can see there's like a little head starting to come up of someone, someone pushing and like, we'll, we'll always try, even though it's like a, a diamond in the rough, you know, like we, 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 we just, now that we've worked with everyone from small up and coming to really established, it's super right. inspiring to to start knowing that you can you have the you have the ability to spot talent and then you have the ability to actually like help that talent be more of itself. More of um, itself. And yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that inspires me. People like you really inspire me. Like I'll reach out if someone inspires me. You know, um, mm, we've got a young true. photographer that we often work with for, for personal projects. His name is Zander Opperman. Maybe you know him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, we just found him, Chris found him one day on Instagram, you know, and we could just see like these images were different. Like they weren't trying to fit right. a mold. And I think when you, when you, not, when you right. come from a place that's not really fitting a mold, even when you do try um, to kind of embracing that, you, you, you start seeing that in other people and that's, that's inspiring, right. you know. Not necessarily always things that's my right. taste. It's like, it's like this energy of people just doing their thing. Doing and, things differently, right, and, right. Yeah, this and, happens and to be being, dope. 
exactly and being bold enough to experiment or just just putting themselves out there you know it's i think people don't realize that it's not easy doing the kinds of things we do and in your right. case either you know not like we, we live in a very critical critical age right so, digital uh, critical age <laughs> the digital critical age so when you're still willing to actually like do your thing in that digital critical age it's uh it's really super inspiring and i i i think people starting businesses and people building brands on whatever level really do inspire me that's i guess that is what keeps us being able to do our job you know because we we almost get excited for them we get excited for the fact that they're like doing this brave bold new thing um sorry excuse me that's okay um so yeah that's about it okay yeah <laughs> it actually is about it thank you so much for your time um i really appreciate it it was really a, a great pleasure speaking to you um okay, hope to hear be in communication with you soon but really yeah. this this uh, thank you so much i really appreciate it um Fantastic. and yeah you guys are amazing man uh, the work that you guys do is really out of this world really well, out of this you. world and same to you we've, we've always got a, uh, an eye on you <laughs> we'll be in touch sorry say that again please do something together soon no definitely definitely i will text you um after this call and we'll get right like we'll see what we can do awesome man it was really uh, good thank to you so much enjoy this it really was it really was it was amazing <laughs> we can go on forever hey yeah we can <laughs> <laughs> we really can but look thank you so much for your time so I guess I'll speak to you soon absolute pleasure have a lovely day okay. thanks Bob. same to you Dead Radio.